today on CityCast Salt Lake. If you scored tickets to the Kilby Block Party this weekend, congratulations. They sold like hotcakes. The Block Party won't actually be at Kilby Court, but the iconic Salt Lake venue is where it all began. So today's your primer. If you've never been to Kilby Court, this show is for you. And if you have, let's get nostalgic together. You, me, and KRCL's own Eugenie Hero Jaffe. It's Thursday, May 12th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Eugenie, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be here. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here. It's always fun to have like radio people on because you're just like so broadcasty. You're ready to rock. Well, and it's funny because I feel like I should like who's interviewing who? <laughs> How are we going to do this, Allie? That's true. You be in charge. You, you I'm on drive. First. I'm just <laughs> I'm on the pa- I'm the passenger. OK, I so here's the first thing I want to ask you to do is like. You and I were going to a concert at Kilby Court. I get lost. You ask someone to drop a pin. We get there. What is the experience of arriving? Like, can you describe this place? Okay. It's going to sound weird. It's down an alley. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, honestly, I I went to Kilby Court the first time when it first opened in 1996 or 99, probably 1999. Hmm. And uh, it's changed a little bit, but not a lot. How would you describe it? A garage with a fire pit (laughs) and super intimate and probably the coolest, the coolest venue that you can imagine. I mean, it doesn't, it seems like um, it should be like a secret club, but it's a secret club that everybody knows about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes like it it feels so special to Salt Lake and so specific to Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. It's not a traditional venue. It's de- definitely non-traditional venue, which I like. I like that. I'm curious. Okay. So placing us, Kilby Court was born in roughly 1998, 99. Yep. It's Gen Z. What would you characterize as its heyday? Are we in it? The cool thing about Kilby is that so many artists have come through Kilby who are relatively unknown. And then once they play Kilby, about two years later, they're they're huge. They're big. They're in bigger venues. And so when you look at the list of who's come through Kilby, and you think, okay, Angel Olsen was at Kilby. Death Cab for Cutie started at Kilby. You know, these really big names that now, like Phoebe Bridgers, the headliner this weekend, start did a show at Kilby. Yeah. So everybody's come through Kilby at some point. So I always feel like maybe the heyday is the band that you didn't even know that you hmm. is going to be famous someday. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all, it's sort of like, Oh, the heyday is remembering like, I remember when I saw them at Kilby. Right. Right. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Is it just like genius and like predictive booking or is there something else to it? They welcome everyone. So, you know, if if you welcome everyone through Kilby, then it's got to shake out that some people are going to, their careers are going to, are going to take off. 
There aren't that many reliable all ages venues in Salt Lake. And I think that's one of the reasons that this venue is so special to your point. Like they truly welcome everybody. You could go down and you could like, you know, bring anyone. Yeah. What made Kilby successful for so long? Because I will say like to some people in this industry, they would tell you that an all ages venue is kind of a death wish. It hasn't been for Kilby. They're crushing. You know, Will and Lance from SNS Presents, they they started Urban Lounge. They book uh, Twilight. They book, you know, they book a lot of shows, Metro Music Hall. I think um, they've built some great con- connections for artists with Kilby as as the first. And, you know, so many local bands and local musicians, you know, if, if anybody's ever had a band in Salt Lake, they've played Kilby. Well, that's the thing that's so wild, right? Is like venues are really consolidating nationally. I think we're seeing like, you know, the live nation of it all. And I even remember back in the day when, when, when I think Bonnaroo sold and everyone was like, Bonnaroo was sold. It'll never be the same. And so I'm curious, like to you, how important are local run venues? Like what really is the difference? I think that they are the heart and soul of the city Hmm. and um, the people that are the independent bookers here in Salt Lake understand who Salt Lake is, understand the market, um, you know, understand who their audience is. Not to say anything bad about Live Nation. The folks at Live Nation, uh, you know, we work with them too at KRCL. They're awesome and they're, they're killing it. They're bringing in great stuff. And I think that audiences are growing so that there is room for so many concerts. There's so many people who want to experience art and experience live music. So um, I think the local promoters, though, are, um, you know, they're our independent bookstore, right? They're our independent radio station. Mm -hmm. They're, They're the people who keep the fabric of Salt Lake uh, unique and not, uh, big box. It's a magical place. Do you think it's ever going to change? I don't think so. And I've heard from people who have sworn that Kilby court will never go away. Hmm. So I'm going to keep that person's word close to my heart that Kilby court will never go away. And let's keep our fingers crossed for that one. Cause that would be sad. That would be a bummer. Um, We've lost too many unique and amazing venues and places and shops and buildings and pieces of architecture that uh, we don't want to lose the garage to. Yeah, I know. It does feel like Kilby Court is kind of the Ken Sanders of venues. How would you characterize Salt Lake's music scene? Oh, God, explosive. I mean, it's exploded. When I moved here, there was, you know, there was the dead goat. There was the Zephyr. The fact that there is so many venues now that are booking great, um, great acts. It's awesome. Where were the dead goat and the Zephyr? The dead goat used to be um, kind of by where the salt palace is. Oh yeah. And, okay. And it's, it's now an empty lot. Oh, and, and it was sort of underground and they had blues and it was a bar and it was just awesome. And then the Zephyr, of course, on that corner of what, 300, uh, 300 South, they had everybody. But, you know, it was, you'd get a good show like 
twice a month. Like, ooh, good shows coming to Salt Lake twice a month. Now, you know, every week you go, I got to pick now between five great shows in one week. That's the best problem. I love that. That's, I love that problem. Yeah. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I can't believe how often I like see on someone's Instagram that they're at a concert and I'm like, that's happening tonight. That's happening right now. Or like, you're doing what yeah. tonight? Like I can't, I can't keep up. And I, I mean, I think I'm on all the email lists, but I do feel like there's still quite a bit that I'm missing. And the scene, I think it also feels like every scene has grown. Like our punk scene has grown and evolved. Our rock scene has grown. The folk scene has grown and evolved. Oh, totally. And our festival scene, like to the point of the Kilby Block Party, I think our like small sort of local festival scene is excellent. And then also, Allie, you know, like food, like we can even talk about food is like the food scene here uh, a long time ago was there was not a whole lot to choose from. But now hmm. there's all sorts of great options. Do you think those are par and partner? Like the, yeah, because you got to eat and you got to dance. Yeah, you need to be sustained. You need you the gotta, energy. You got to go and eat for sure. Okay. The show this weekend sold out basically immediately. Is this a, like, is that because we're coming out of a pandemic? I mean, I remember when the tickets went on sale, it was like one of the first things post we're still in this pandemic, but like one of the first things I bought tickets to in the past few years, I think we could sell ice cubes to Alaskans in a sense because of just like how excited everyone is to get out and party this summer. But do you think there is something more to it as well? Like how, how excited are Salt Lakers about seeing music and about being part of these kinds of community events? People are fired up for sure. I think people are fired up all across the country to get out. I think there's still a sense of caution. And so outside seems super freeing. Okay. My last question for you is what's your favorite show you've seen in Salt Lake? My favorite show I've seen in Salt Lake. That's really hard, Allie. I know. We're tough. Okay. In the, um, in the past okay. 10 years or five years. In the past week, what's your favorite? Oh my God. I know. I So here's the problem. I see so many shows. Yeah. It's hard. Okay, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fire it up. Let's, okay. let's think about this. A couple of years ago at Twilight when it was back in Pioneer Park. Okay. Kamasi Washington played. Mm-hmm. And it was mind blowing. Yeah. And he had his huge band. And it was a small crowd because it was a little bit of a tough sell. And I liked it that way. And it was awesome. Yeah. So anytime you get to see Kamasi Washington anywhere, take it and go on that journey. I will tell you mine, which is I was leaving work one day at um, KUER at the Eccles Broadcast Center. And the receptionist said to me, oh, I have these two tickets to a show tonight and I can't go anymore and I'm stuck with them and it starts in like 45 minutes. And I was like, I'll take them. And she was like, don't you want to know what it is? And I was like, nope, I'll get someone. So I called up my friend Marissa and I was like, we're going to a concert tonight. She was like, which one? I was like, I haven't checked yet. It was Seal at Red Butte. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. That guy is a performer. It was incredible. When he sang Kiss from a Rose, he got off the stage, waded through the audience and handed out roses to 
all mostly like moms in the crowd. Everyone was swooning. He was Have in you ever seen pants. Al Green? No. Al Green's the original Rose guy. Yeah. Well, so Al Green at Red Butte a few years ago, a few years ago, um, he had a bunch of roses and he was in his tuxedo and it was the same thing and like just giving out the roses. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if anyone's going to have roses at Kilby this weekend. Uh, we should suggest that. I'm, I'll tweet at, um, at uh, Phoebe Bridgers and say, you should get some roses. Yeah. She would. Yeah. She would be <laughs> like, love to that. rip in half. <laughs> stomp on to stomp on i do feel like maybe animal collective will be handing out like you know spider monkeys or something (laughs) eugenie it was so great to have you and spend this time with you thank you for sharing your music wisdom oh my goodness i'm just a super fan and a super nerd yeah that's really all it is that's a beautiful intersection how lucky am i that that this is my job too my job is to oh I have to sift through new music. I have to look through old, listen to old music. I have to put them together. It's a tough job, Allie, but somebody's got to do it. Well, and shout out to you and the folks at KRS, y'all, because I feel like often when I see promo for a show or a band that I'm excited to see, that your logo's there. You all are really involved in making sure that music happens in this community, and I think have been a really important part of the journey to where we are now, which is selling out block parties in 17 and a half minutes. And so thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like to think that KRCL or, and it, uh, it's not even, I like to think it is the fact we're playing the artists, you hear them on KRCL and then you get to go see them in real life. So the artists know that they have an audience because we're playing them on the radio and um, yeah. It's a, it's a circle. It's a circle of music. Let it be unbroken. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. A little news before we go. First of all, I have to say, if you don't have tickets to the Kilby Black Party and want them, it is not exactly sold out. 24 Ticks, the seller, has a fan marketplace where you can still pick up individual and multi-day passes. They're guaranteed resales, not scalpers, and you can find them at 24ticks.com. Also, some more great news. On Tuesday evening, the Salt Lake City Council voted to lower the speed limit in residential neighborhoods from a standard 25 miles per hour to 20 miles per hour, unless signage indicates otherwise. It seems like a little thing, but studies show it can make a big difference. And we are losing too many of our neighbors to traffic violence. So it's worth a shot. The new 20 mile per hour speed limit will affect roughly 70% of Salt Lake streets. So take note, this summer's hottest trend is driving slower. The community organization Sweet Streets is behind the change, and they've got quite a bit on their agenda when it comes to making our streets safer for pedestrians. If you're into that, they're looking to add new members to their board. Reach out to them at sweetstreets.org or at the link in the show notes. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around this city. Bye.
We just have to wrap our arms around it and then. I'm going to go chain myself to the court right now. Kilby Hugger. Totally. That should be a t-shirt. Kilby Hugger. 